Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It is so warm in my neighborhood today that I thought I would just get some water in this little pond and cool off my feet. In May of 1969, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood has only been on TV for a little more than a year. Mr. Rogers arrives to his house carrying a kiddie pool. Let's now go get the water, all right? Of course, it's not a hot summer day. Mr. Rogers is taped in a soundstage at WQED in Pittsburgh, and the episode aired early in May, so it was probably taped somewhere around mid-April, if not earlier. Some children think that when you grow up, you don't really care for cool water on your feet on a hot day. And I can tell you, as a Pittsburgh native, April in Pittsburgh is not summer. But I do, yeah. So why is Fred so hot? Oh, there's Officer Clemens. Hi, Officer Clemens, come in. Rogers, how are you? Fine, won't you sit down? Oh, sure. Officer Clemens is the friendly neighborhood cop who stops by now and again for a visit with Mr. Rogers, and he's black. Not only is it unusual to have a black authority figure on TV in the late 1960s, 
But his role makes Officer Clemens the only black recurring character on all of children's television at the time. It's so warm, I was just uh, putting some water on my feet. Oh, it sure is. Would you like to join me? That looks awfully enjoyable, but I don't have a towel or anything. Oh, you share mine. Okay, sure. Francois removes his tall military boots, rolls up his pants, and Mr. Rogers gently soaks Francois' feet with the hose. That feels better already. Good. A few years before this, in 1964, a group of black teenagers protested segregation at a Florida motel. They didn't do it by picketing or by sitting on the lobby floor. They protested by jumping in the motel pool for a swim. Cool water on a hot day. Hmm. The motel's owner, James Brock, responded by pouring what he said was muriatic acid into the pool with the intention of burning the protesters. The teens? They were later arrested by Florida police. Swimming pools remained a hotly contested space throughout the so-called civil rights era. And that, probably, is why Fred Rogers was so hot in April in Pittsburgh in 1969. Is that enough? Oh, that's fine. Well, I know how busy you are. But sometimes just a minute like this will really make a difference. You have great boots to fill, Officer Clemens. (laughs) You fill them well. Thanks for stopping by. So long. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Great to live in a neighborhood with special people like Officer Clemens. I'll bet you there weren't ten white men in this country who would share a towel with a black man. Here in America, being black sometimes really presented a problem. And those swimming pools, people were behaving in a very, very unkind way. And I talked to Fred about that, how helpless they made me feel. And he said, we'll see, we'll see what we can do, Francois. We hear a lot about empathy these days. The word is everywhere, really. T-shirts and tote bags and Instagram accounts all reminding us that we can choose empathy as if that's all it takes to fix a world that so often feels broken. But if we want to change the world, then we have to take our empathy and do something with it. I'm Carvel Wallace, and this is Finding Fred, a podcast about Fred Rogers from iHeartMedia and Fatherly in partnership with Transmitter Media. The entirety of the episode in which Fred soaks Francois' feet is incredibly simple, but it's also incredibly powerful. Fred was a master of modeling good behavior for kids because he knew just how effective modeling could be. Here he is in an interview from 1994. I was at this nursery school, and the director had invited this man to come and sculpt in front of the children. 
She said, I don't want you teaching sculpting. I want you simply to sit with the children and do what you feel you'd like to do with the clay. Well, the kids started using clay, that medium, in the most wonderful ways. And that wouldn't have happened if this gifted sculptor hadn't loved clay right in front of them. This idea of just doing what you love in front of people as a way of teaching it, of spreading it, loving the clay, as Fred would later call it, has been sitting with me since I first heard it. It echoes ideas I've heard in so many disparate contexts. Show, don't tell, attraction rather than promotion. So in that sense, it's a timeless, almost interfaith concept, like love thy neighbor or do unto others. And the other thing about it is that rather than pushing me to become some hero, some great leader of men, the idea of loving the clay just calls on me to be the best version of myself that I can be, and then to let that be seen. My favorite, like, recurring Mr. Rogers moment is him feeding his fish. (laughs) This is my friend, Eve Ewing. Eve is a scholar and a writer and a professor and a poet and a comic book writer. She's like everything. You know, I just be writing. You know, I just write like essays and stuff as well. And about those fish. Must feed the fish. Whenever he feeds the fish, there's like this little jazz piano riff that plays. Give them a little food. Mimicking like the, the actions of the fish as they go up and like open and close their mouths to get the food. Seeing this adult engage in this small moment of caring for another living creature that requires just like a pause of patience and quiet is just so beautiful to me. He was showing us how to be good, not just through saying like, be good, don't do drugs, don't rob people, whatever, but actually just like doing it, like feeding the fish or helping your neighbor with something or being nice to somebody that you know that other people are maybe not nice to all the time. Tell me more about the role that Fred Rogers played in your childhood. I know that you're calling him Fred for this podcast, but I can't bring myself way. to, yeah. <laughs> to do that. Right. I haven't been given, he never got, I didn't get no permission to call Mr. Rogers by his first name. Wow. You know, I, that's a lot. Um, right. I think he's just, you know, somebody that I can say that's always been there in my life in the same way that Maria and Gordon from Sesame Street have always been there. There's a way in which that can sound like kind of sad that these TV adults played this role in my life. But my mom was working full time out of the house and my dad was home with me. And he will say quite proudly and and candidly that um, his strategy was to basically like have me watch PBS all day. (laughs) And he will attribute much of my success as an adult to this parenting strategy. But I think that I think as an adult, I've um, come to realize that that was very intentional, Mm. that these were adults entering my life that I could view as like trustworthy, caring adults, even if I didn't know them personally, that that I see that now in retrospect as like a a form of public intervention uh, or like a public service that was very intentional. Fred Rogers was one of the first makers of TV to recognize that it could be a constant positive presence for kids who didn't always have that at home. He liked to say that attitudes are caught, not taught. It's what happens when you watch someone love the clay in front of you. 
And he didn't just demonstrate how to work with the clay or tie your shoes or draw with crayons. He actually showed kids that doing the right thing can make them feel good. One thing I've learned in my 45 years on this planet is that doing the right thing does not always feel good. Sometimes it can take a lot of effort to overcome habit or instinct to do the right thing. One of the key ways that Mr. Rogers showed us how to be good was accepting people, accepting people as they are. And that, for me, is one of the most difficult lessons from Fred Rogers. It's particularly difficult these days with Nazis marching in the streets and conspiracy theorists on cable news. If being good means accepting those people as they are, well, first, I'm not sure if I can do it. But am I supposed to do it? Is it supposed to feel good? I have been thinking a lot about just how to understand this moment and also how to understand where Fred fits into that. And one specific question that I've been asking everyone is that Fred has this, uh, now, now I feel self-conscious calling him Fred. But, I'm ready. Uh, uh, but Fred has this. Um, I know your parents did not raise you to call no elderly I know, I know. first name, Carl, but we're going to let that go. We're going to have to edit this in post. Um, <laughs> I, he, there's this thing about, I like you the way you are, or it's you I like. It's you I like. Yeah, and these are, these yes. are really, and this is a really fascinating for me theological concept. Yes. I even asked my therapist about this, and I was like, "What about the bad people? Like, what about yeah? The doesn't matter. That's what rapist? grace is." And I wonder how you parse that out—the idea that we are not accepting and tolerating of certain people's behavior because it does harm the least of us. Man, that's so tricky. Um, I'm not a theologian, although I've spent a lot of time around theologians. So my non-theologian reading of that is. That's the idea of grace. That's what grace is, mm. right? The idea that God's love is unconditional and that you're great just the way you are, just just by being you, that's enough. Now, I think that there's a, a subtle difference between that idea and saying that everything you do is fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> so to, to me, what mm. I hear when I hear it's you I like or the idea of loving people unconditionally is that I, I don't believe in monsters. I really don't. Mm. I don't believe that the vast majority of people who do harm do so because they're inhuman. I, I believe that people harm others for so many complicated reasons that usually have to do with some variation of they themselves have been harmed and have never been given any opportunity to heal from that harm or because our society disregards others because they're considered marginal. Now that being said, uh, you know, as the old saying goes, like, Jesus loves you, Jesus forgives you. That doesn't mean I have to, you I know? Right <laughs> and yeah. Mr. Rogers' right. ministry doesn't have to be everybody's ministry. So Mr. Rogers yeah. is a person who came out and said, I love everybody unconditionally. And that's yeah. not something everybody's able to do. And that yeah. is okay. You know, I think that right. that's fine. Accepting people as they are is a lofty goal. Not everyone is able to do that. I'd guess most of us can't always do that. And sometimes it's way more complicated than just accepting someone. How do you accept someone when the thing that they're doing is hurting you or hurting your family or your community? We'll be right back.
Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Fred Rogers was a master of loving the clay, of demonstrating and modeling the graciousness and neighborliness that he wished to see in the world. And he did it on TV, where millions of children could mimic what Fred was modeling, but they could also learn how to love the clay in their own way. Even though Mr. Rogers' neighborhood belonged to Mr. Rogers, Fred also had dozens and dozens of television neighbors, each of whom demonstrated their own gifts and talents for the toddler audience. I have never not sang. I've always been able to sing a song. It was all, At first, you know, it was kind of like a trick. My aunts and uncles and cousins would ask me to sing. In Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, Francois Clemens played the police officer, 
the singing police officer. My nickname was Buttercup. And the older I get, the more I love that name, <laughs> Little Buttercup. And they used to say, Buttercup, come over here, child, and sing this song for me. And I would come over and I'd sing for my Aunt Clara, my Aunt Hattie, my Aunt Emma. Clemens is something of a phenom. A Grammy-winning singer of opera and jazz, he founded the Harlem Spiritual Ensemble, which preserves and performs traditional American Negro spirituals. Francois was part of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood for more than 20 years, but that footbath episode in 1969 made him an icon. I had no idea that scene would have that kind of an effect. Everywhere I went, people wanted to tell me their private story about that scene. Some were having discussions in their homes. And that scene came on. They said, Mom, look, Mom, Dad, look, Dad. There's Francois and Mr. Rogers with their feet in the same pool. One's black and one's white. I said, yes, they are, aren't they? And they're friends. But long before he met Fred, Francois was like a lot of the kids who would eventually grow up watching Mr. Rogers. He was lonely. Francois told me that his parents were clinically depressed, so he learned to look to other people for affection and care. Some of the things people say, oh, there's nothing like a mother's love. Oh, there's nothing like family. I questioned that from a very, very young age. When my parents did not act right in the sense of trust and love and nurturing, I turned to uh, a teacher or to a social worker or to a, a parent of one of my peers, they responded to me in a way that I thought my parents should have. But some of that care was a little bit more like charity than love. And growing up in America in the 1950s meant that help was sometimes suffused with racism. The truth is, the simple answer is, I, I was two people in one. And there was the one that was very sad to know that there were people who disliked me, who pushed me away, simply because of my color. I, I could not deny it. I didn't try to deny it. But then there were those who said, oh, you need a new suit. Come come with us. We're going to go buy you a new suit. Or they said, look at that boy's shoes. Come on, we're going we're to take you downtown and buy you a pair of shoes. It would have confused the average kid, but since my parents weren't doing it, and I knew that I needed a new suit. I, I had a sense of wanting to dress decently and be clean. So in my mind, I said, I have to wait and see what they're going to do. Who are these people? Are they going to push me away? Or are they going to see to it that I have a, a winter coat? Francois was singing at a church the first time he encountered Fred. When he invited me to come on to the program and to have a regular singing part. I said, Fred, I will be very happy to be on your program as long as it doesn't interfere with my singing. And he looked at me and he told me later, he said, Francois, that is the moment that I loved you because you were not going to kiss my ass. And that's what everybody else was doing. Those are his words. Officer Clemens first appeared in the neighborhood in August of 1968. He says it took a while for him to get used to working with Fred Rogers. He was a very unusual 
positive energy. It was not negative, but it was just so damn unusual. And by that, I mean those puppets uh, caused me a lot of hours of, <laughs> of thinking. What on earth was a grown man doing playing with those puppets? I'm a ghetto boy. So I, was, I knew some black men who were halfway trying to act right. But I never knew none who could play with no puppets, you know. So I could I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And so I was looking at him, I was looking at him carefully. But ultimately Francois found in Fred a kindred spirit, a willing creative collaborator, and a true friend who loved him in a way that Francois hadn't quite experienced before. Fred Rogers recognized something in me before I did. When I got with Fred and he began to do these uh, little extra things that was over and beyond the call of duty, I, I was confused by that. Why is this white guy sticking with me? Why is he so persistently wonderful? So when he said, you're special, and you know how, just by being you, and I like you, just the way you are. And you make every day a special day. One instance in particular stands out to Francois many years later. Mr. Rogers was wrapping the show the way he always wrapped the show, changing his shoes, removing his sweater. You've made it a special day for me. You know how. By just your being yourself. Yeah. There's only one person in the whole world like you. And I like you just the way you are. See you tomorrow. I, I don't even know how to explain it, except we had locked eyes all the way across this big studio. And I dared to say to myself, he's talking to me. But he talks, he says that every, every time I come to a, a show that he's filming, he's saying that. Why was he saying that to me today? There was something in his voice, something in his eyes. It was important to me to ask him, Fred, were you talking to me? I had never had somebody say that to me in my whole life. Oh, Lord, I can't tell you when he said yes. Yes, I've been talking to you for two years, and you heard me today. There was such a divine explosion. I can't explain it any other way. It was inside of me. It was outside of me. It was in him. It was in our eyes. I saw divinity. That's the only thing I can tell people. I have never experienced anything like it since. And I just collapsed in his, in his arms. For Francois, the prospect of being accepted fully and completely was a near religious experience. But it was also a complicated one because Francois had a secret, a big secret that he had been keeping from almost everyone. Would Fred accept him even if he knew that secret too? Would Fred truly like him just the way that he was? I remember calling Fred on the telephone. I said, I've got to tell you something. And he said, yes. And that's when I really said to him, 
I'm gay, Fred. He said to me, I will always love you, Francois. So that's not what we're discussing. What we are discussing is the role that you'll be able to play on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And what does it mean if you choose to come out? Fred Rogers loved and accepted Francois Clemens. And in 1969, it was a radical act to show a black man and a white man sharing a footpath. But having an openly gay man performing on a children's show, that felt to Fred even riskier. And the thing that he impressed upon me was the advertisers, there'd be enormous pressure on them from certain corners in our society that condemn homosexuality. And the thing he said to me was, Francois, they're going to say terrible things about you and about me and about our program. And he said, all of our work, all of our valuable work and research will be lost. Is that what you want? And I said, of course, no, of course not. Then he said, you, you cannot come out. You cannot. They will not tolerate a, they will not tolerate a gay person, and especially on a children's television program. It simply could not be done. How did that make you feel? <sighs> it was one of the lowest uh, one of the lowest moments of my life, realizing that uh, I think that was the moment I decided to go back into the closet and stay. Francois had spent years learning to love and accept himself. And here he was presenting a crucial part of that self to Fred. And though Fred reiterated his unconditional love for Francois, he still didn't believe that the wider world was ready to accept Francois just the way he was. Fred was faced with the question of weighing the needs of his friend with the preservation of his own larger mission, reaching as many children as possible. There were those in the black community, oh my goodness, who said to me, how important it is that there's a black face on that children's show appearing fairly regularly, Francois. The ghetto kid needs to know that they too can go from the ghetto to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. They, uh, they really impressed upon me how important it was that there would be no scandal, no disgrace, to the race. Boy, did I, I zipped it up then. So even though there were things going on at Stonewall, I absolutely did not have the luxury of coming out if I were going to be, continue on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And I've said this to many people who tried to say, well, he rejected you and he didn't want you on the program and this and that, blah, blah. I can't tell you how much I thought about that. I, I, I say there was, there was a period of time with me when it was obsessive. I can't be myself. I can't have a normal life. What a sacrifice. 
Francois Clemens made an enormous sacrifice. In a very real sense, that sacrifice may have been responsible for 30 years' worth of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Because who's to say how long a show with a gay black man would have even stayed on the air in the late 1960s? And there's another irony. That for all of Fred's stated commitment to commercial free television for kids, he still felt worried about protecting advertisers from the pressure of Francois's coming out. So where did that leave Francois? He had to swallow his pain, and he had to carry it. He had to accept this denial of honesty as the price of being a part of a work like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood that did do so much good for so many people. Fred Rogers' love meant liberation for Francois Clemens, but not complete liberation. That would be for Francois to find on his own. But he did learn from Fred. For nearly three decades, he watched Fred love the clay, demonstrate practical care and real goodness, and he saw how the transmission of that care through millions of TV screens could have a domino effect, and he decided that that result was too good to endanger. Would I have made the same kind of personal sacrifice? Would you? Francois's professional singing career took more and more of his time. His final scene on the show was in 1993, and he hadn't appeared dressed as a police officer in almost a decade. But in that last episode, he showed up at Mr. Rogers' porch, just as Fred was starting to soak his feet. You know, I've been sitting here thinking about different ways people have of showing love to each other and to themselves. I like to think of things like that. Hey, Fred. Francois Clemens, hi, welcome. Thank you, how you doing? Fine, how are you today? Fine. My feet were tired, so I thought I'd just soak them for a while in this water. Does it make them feel better? It does. Would you like to try? Sure. does feel good. I've been thinking about uh, many different ways of saying I love you. Singing is one of my ways of saying I love you. Oh, I know that. Do you have time to, uh, to give a song to my friend and me? I sure do. There are many ways to say I love you. There are many ways to say I care about you. Many ways, many ways, many ways to say. I, I've sung it a million times and I still love it. There's the singing way to say I love you. I get such There's a dose of Fred love. That's what I call it. I'm so blessed. I'm very grateful. Many ways to say. I love you. I'm so proud of you, Francois. Oh, thank you, Fred. Next time? They called it Fred time. He slowed the pace down, and that gave him the opportunity to express his love and care for other people 
and reach out and touch our hearts as well. Finding Fred is produced by Transmitter Media. The team is Dan O'Donnell, Jordan Bailey, and Maddie Foley. Our editor is Sarah Nix. Editorial help from Michael Garofalo. The executive producer for Transmitter Media is Greta Cohn. Executive producers at Fatherly are Simon Isaacs and Andrew Berman. Music by Blue Dot Sessions and Allison Layton Brown. And thanks to the team at iHeart. I'm Carvel Wallace. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.